What is up guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here and yet again for another week we are back with Junior Senior 2 Views. I am here with Senior. Hello everybody, welcome back. It's been an interesting week. Oh, I love it. It's a great week because there's been so much going on. So what are you doing? Launch right into it, yeah? Yep. First thing on the agenda is Carson Wentz has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. We said that they were a quarterback away. You called it. I called it. They said we said that they were a quarterback away, but who knows? Well, he's gonna look. he's gonna be behind a better O line, mm-hmm. and he's got Frank Reich. Okay, so this just happened. I think look, and it, he got traded for a conditional second. Yeah. Which if he's if he's their starting quarterback for this for seventy five percent of the games, that'll turn into a first round pick. Yeah. And a third. Look, I think it was only a matter of time. I think that was bound to happen. Indianapolis needed a quarterback. Philadelphia already moved on for Carson Wentz to Jalen Hurts. I didn't think Nick Sirianno or Sirianni or whatever whoever he is was going to actually start the season off with you know some controversy. So obviously it's a new start for Carson Wentz. Had some had a turbulent time in Philadelphia to say the least. Yeah. But let's understand something. Despite the injury that he suffered at, in the same year that they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He would have been the starting quarterback yep. in the Super Bowl. He would have. He had a great season too. He had a fantastic he threw for thirty six interceptions. Thirty six, sorry, thirty six touchdowns, touchdowns, and threw for like seven interceptions or something like that. Really, nothing mm-hmm. of of of. He had a yeah. he had a great season. He did, but he had a rough season this year. But there's a lot of reasons well, why he wasn't the main problem in Philly. No, the two main problems in Philly right now are Roseman are Roseman, and um, it was Peterson, but they fired him. Right, so we'll see what happens. So that's one. That's one W down. We still have two W's out there, don't we? We have Watts. J.J. Watt has demanded a trade. He wants out. He wants out. And I don't blame him. And I'm going to do a rant on the Texans later in my segment. But I would like to say first about Watt. He is the hardest worker in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He will give you absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. What pisses him off the most is when organizations and his teammates don't give him everything back. Yep. And that's what the Texans have done here. Not necessarily his teammates. Mm. It's just the organization hasn't done enough to capitalize on this window of great players that they have developed. Yep. So, you know, outside of the year where they got to the sort of divisional round against the New England Patriots, and they really Yeah, they beat they beat a th- come on now. They beat a third string quarterback against yeah. the Raiders. Right. They beat a third-string quarterback. So let's I don't just, want to hear that. So let's just put it in context. I think J.J. Watt will get swapped up, and I think he should go to... You'd like him to go to a team that actually has a contention point to People it. People are talking about the Browns as a possibility. They're, they're, that would be... Honestly, it's kind of a luxury good for the Browns. They've got talent. They they've don't got really, talent They already. don't really need him. The, the rumor is Pittsburgh with his brother. That's the rumor. That is the rumor. It does make a lot of sense, but like... Pittsburgh, I think they're they're going to try and get younger. Right. So, look, 32 years old. He's still got some serviceable years. Has been injured a bit off and on. He's not real. He's still in his prime, honestly. Yeah. So, I think, look, I think it's, if you're looking at he wanted to go and the Texans said yes. So, you know, I think this will this will be a, a interesting time for free agency, particularly for J.J. Watt. I think he's got... He can be that guy who can come in and not always play every down. But I he think can come in and serve. I, serve a you got to think about a team that needs a veteran. Who right. needs a veteran? Lots of teams need a veteran, but you want a but team. I don't a team think. That's I don't think the Browns is a good move. 
they he'll be a luxury good on that team. They don't really need him. The next W on our w. list is Watson. Deshaun Watson is still out there. We've said before that he and other outlets have said that he's going to sit out. I think it's going to happen. Look, because like they, Casario has gone on record saying we are we have no interest in trading the player. Okay, all right. So this is interesting because it reminds me of something that happened a few years back. Um, you may not remember that because you were younger, but I'm older, so I remember Carson Palmer. Palmer uh, yeah. sat out the season when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals because the Bengals hold, hold held firm for the same reason. And he, ultimately they gave in, and he ultimately went to the Raiders. So, look, I think that this is just a game of chicken that's being played on both sides. There's pictures of Watson in Miami hanging out with friends and Miami players. So, there's some rumblings around perhaps. I don't know. Miami, I think they should stick with Tua right now. Well, Tua looks promising. Uh, look, the same thing was said about Josh Rosen when he was drafted. I know, but Rosen... The, and where did he go? He went to the Cardinals. And what happened then? He was the Card- behind a terrible line. But what happened? The Cardinals had an opportunity to do what? And they traded Drafted him. a better quarterback. So, if you're if you're the Texans, you want to get something back. But I think the Bears should are probably going to be pushing for him. Well, look, the Bears didn't want anything to do with Carson Wentz. There was no interest in him. Perhaps Deshaun, but Houston wants a lot. They didn't give up much. You think about Philadelphia. The Bears have still got assets. But you know what? The Bears have still if, got assets. If that involves Mitch Trubisky going to the Texans... Then maybe, but the Texans want a quarterback. They want a quarterback starting now if they're going to lose to John Watson. So you have to think about the fact that it's an interesting time for him as a free agent, and he can sit out the season. And what do you get for him? He's he got, doesn't want to be on the team he's, anymore. He doesn't got. He doesn't have anything to lose. I go back to my Dak for Deshaun. Think about it, Cowboys fans. Mm, I don't think it'll. I don't think that'll happen. Right. Dak. Dak is the face of that team. I don't think he's being traded. Let's see. Move on. Moving What's on, next? we have some NBA. The All-Star starters just came out this th- th- today. Yep, we And know the it. two captains are LeBron in the West and Durant in the East. Not Giannis this time, hmm. which is interesting. Well, I think Durant, Kevin, well, Durant, du- Durant deserves last. it. Well, he's no, one, last year. no one, no one comes back. No one is. I don't think I've ever seen a player come back from an Achilles injury and perform at an MVP level like Durant. Well, look, I think it's interesting to see what's going to happen because most of the, most of the players, really, because of COVID restrictions and so on, don't aren't. It's not really been a big sort of hoopla around the actual All Star game. Well, happening. Le, well, LeBron is hasn't been happy that it's going on because mm-hmm. of COVID restrictions. But Adam Silver has said has gone on record saying it's still going to happen because we want it to happen. Okay, so look, I think I see both sides of the coin here. Well, the NBA is looking at the stooge. Of course, they want the, the money. Of course, they want so, the money. I see both sides of the coin here. Yeah, look, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens out of the All Star game. Looking think, at the you know, teams, yeah. Doncic over Dame in the starters. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Inter- Again. Very, very interesting. Again. Uh, personally, I love Doncic, but I think Dame should have started. Well, you wonder now, and just correct me if I'm wrong, are these the players voting the players on, or are they still the um, fans? It's 50% fans, 25% media, 25% players. Well, the player, the fans are voting, the, the fans get what they want. And if they want Luka Doncic to start over Dame, so be it. I don't know. It, and then it begs the question of the bench. If I, I don't care if I'm biased as a Bulls fan. If Zach Levine is not an all-star this year, I will lose my mind. Hey. He's putting up 20. He's, the man's putting up 29.4 a game. 
If he is not an all-star this year, I will lose it. <laughs> uh, look, if he, he is single-handedly carried us to okay. the ninth seed. All right, I'll match you for that. If if Julius Randle's not an all-star, something's wrong. Randle, okay, Rand- Randle should be an all-star. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, move There's on. There's a lot of players that deserve to be all-stars. Julius Randle does. Move on. Moving on. We have the Pistons with two of their... Uh, we have um, the Pistons with Blake Griffin. Um, he's pro. He, they have both. They both parties have talked, and they have had a meeting they where to you. <laughs> of course, no, no kidding. So both parties have talked with each other, and have stated to each other that their Blake Griffin is going to be sitting out until they can figure out a roster plan for him. <laughs> I think he's going to be bought out. Right. There's no way you can trade him without giving up assets. Well, that contract is ridiculously unmovable. You know, I. I feel bad for both parties in this one. I don't even think it's one or the other. I think Blake Griffin probably, look, I think if you're the Pistons, you probably want a receipt back because it was a damaged bill of sale. Yeah. Uh, You know, you got Blake Griffin. You thought, well, this is going to be a piece to, you know, I guess ascend in the Central and get to that next level. And he's had two knee operations later. And he's not the same Blake Griffin that we can remember playing with the Clippers. So for the Pistons to make that decision... Blake obviously is like, now I'll just relax until maybe after the All Star break. He's still got skills with the ball. When's the, next, when's the next trade deadline? Probably around. I'm estimating around May. All probably. Right. So if there is one, then don't be surprised if they move Blake Griffin on. I this. don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to buy him out. Well, you if can't they buy him out. Then they they can't afford to give up assets. They're in a rebuild. They can't afford of to course. give up assets. Yeah. You're going to have to give up assets to get rid of that contract. There's no way you a team is just going to take that willy nilly. No. That's thirty eight million that he's owed in next year. And anyway, with one of their former players, Andre Drummond, the Cavs have also stated their intentions to move on from him. Which I I like that. I I like the move for the Cavs um, because they want Jared Allen starting, and I think Jared Allen could be a future depoy. Yep, but think, yeah. that begs the question. Who should snag him up? I've got two teams right now that really need to push for Drummond. The Celtics and the Nets. Drummond is the last premium true center in the game. And by true center, I mean a center that posts up and gets boards and defense. Doesn't shoot, doesn't, isn't a boogie type, is that true center. Yeah. He is premium. He's led the league in rebounds mm-hmm. three times in his career. Mm-hmm. He's he single-handedly carried... The Cavs' defense to pro- third in the third in the entire league at one point. He was incredible. The Celtics and the Nets should be pushing to get him. All right, I'll I'll rebut to that. I don't think it'll be the Nets. I think it maybe to be the Celtics because your starting center is Daniel Tice, who's a bit undersized. That seems like a good fit. Um, whether or not they're going to pull the trigger. That remains to be seen because, technically speaking, you could move well, the pri- Thompson the, to your power. The price the price is pretty low for Drummond because remember last year's trade deadline, the Pistons gave him up for John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second. Right. So the price is he's a buy low candidate, okay. but a very good one. Okay. So the Nets, uh, the Nets, I mentioned the Nets because they they gave up a lot of assets for Harden, but they've still got a little bit of assets left. They can give up. They've they've got pieces to trade away. And DeAndre Jordan isn't the answer anymore. Let's not kid ourselves. He's not the answer anymore. They need a good center to really get them. If they get him, I think they're a lock for finals. Okay. Honestly. 
But also, same goes for Celtics. They need a they need a good center. That's their weakest point right now. They they've always been one piece away. If they get Drummond, I think that's their piece locked up. Anyway, hold on. Let's let's do a couple of things here. There's a couple of segments here. This is called finish the sentence. Okay, so I'm going to ask you two points, and you will finish the sentence. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. C.J. McCollum making fun of LeBron's missed shot means what? Uh, LeBron's going to take that personally. It means he'll take it personally. He's going to take it. He's going to do an MJ and take that personally. McCollum, you don't talk trash to the king and expect nothing bad to happen to you. Come on now. You should know this. LeBron's the king. We've been known since 03. We, you're you're going to get expect to be dunked on or at least come back on. Okay. LeBron comes back eventually. I'll finish the sentence. CJ McCollum making fun, making fun of LeBron James' missed shot means another 4-1 series victory for the Lakers. Because remember, last season, Portland played L.A. and what happened? L.A. demolished him. Yeah. So I would suspect that LeBron, you're right, LeBron doesn't forget these things. Here's one more. Something about the Bucks losing four in a row feels like what? Inconsistency. It feels like inconsistency. The Bucks have pieces, but I just don't think they have a full puzzle. And I think, I'm going to put it straight right now, I think it's Bud. I think it's Budenholzer. Questions need to be asked. This is two, two years, he, he, how much, this time, this guy's been given time. But Budenholzer is a good coach, but serious questions need to be asked. Because what happened in 2019? Eastern Conference Finals, how do you blow that 2-0 lead? You had momentum in your favor. And then the second round last year, you got completely outcoached by Spolstra. Completely outcoached. Outclassed and outcoached by Eric Spolstra. So questions need to be asked about Bud. I think it's Bud. I don't think it's the players in this situation. There comes a time when a coach needs to be needs to hold some of the accountability. I think Bud needs to go. Okay. He's had enough time. Okay. I'm going to finish the sentence saying something about the Bucks losing four in a row feels like a big cup of who cares. Because my thoughts are that it's the season. I think most people understand. I don't even know. Maybe because it's COVID. I don't know. Come this is let me, let me out. I think that people don't really take a vested interest, particularly in the NBA anymore. When it comes to regular season, I think when the, when it comes down to it, when you're there in June, then it's a whole new ball game. So I think if you're gonna lose, and you're gonna lose four in a row, lose them now. Don't worry about losing them. When I don't know. I don't know. I think he's had two straight years where they've had a good team. They should have at least made the finals with Giannis. I don't know. All right, we'll move on. I don't know. I th- I feel like he's gonna he's gonna do the same stuff in the playoffs. All right, moving on. Moving on. MLB free agency is for the most part done. Yes. Most of the major pieces are locked up and okay. gone. Most, not all. Um. First of all, we're gonna talk about the two last remaining premium pieces that the team that teams should be interested in looking at. First one, Roberto Osuna. That's a piece. Despite his off the off the diamond history, that's a piece that people should be looking at mm-hmm. as what can we do to improve our bullpen. Mm. That's a premium bullpen piece right there. Okay. But it's just about 
whether teams want to take on that cap hit for a bullpen guy. Right. What do you think? I think there's a possibility, but it's obviously, if you're talking about a bullpen, a closer, or if that's what he is, then you go. You have to be a contender. Yeah. I don't think he goes to a team that doesn't expect Personally, to actually... Personally... Let me just finish. I don't think he goes to a team that actually knows, statistically speaking, they're never going to be in the game. So why have a guy that a close when they're yeah. technically going to lose nine times yeah. out of ten? Personally, I don't want him on the Mets. I, I don't think they need him. I they Their bullpen is improved. I think the pieces they got were an, analytically driven. Uh-huh. And if they were to go and get Osuna, it wouldn't be based on analy- any sort of analytics. It'd be based on the idea of the player panning out, and that's nowhere near analytics. Yeah. So... I just think it'd be against the core values of what Steve Cohen's new ownership is trying to push. Uh-huh. So, personally, I don't want him on the Mets. It, it's a name, but I don't want him. The last good piece that teams could be looking at, Puig. Yes, he'll. He's had some down yeah, years. He's moved around a lot. He's, he's had some down years, but he's, he's still serviceable. Yeah, but he's moved around a lot. I mean, you think about it. He went from L.A. for those years, and then... Pretty much covered the state of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Went from Cincinnati to Cleveland. It's kind of probably not. He's still around. He's still good. Yeah, but he's not. He's an outfielder, and outfielders come a dime a dozen. He's outfielders, got, outfielders come a dime a dozen. He's got years left, though. He's one of the better outfielders. Again, maybe he gets picked up playing for a team that needs somebody. A placeholder. A platoon player. Maybe he's not going to be that everyday guy. You know, you get that guy on the team who can, you know, sort of come in every now and then. He's not going to be an everyday. So, again, either everyday or DH. And now with the rules being, well, from my understanding, both leagues going down that path, then it might work for him in that way. But I don't see him as an everyday player. Okay. Moving on, we um, I just want to ask you about some of the big signings. Big so signings. We're going to we're going to do a little segment called slam, slam Dunk or a Complete Flop. You give me one. Springer. Russ Springer. Signed by the Blue Jays. Yeah. Is it a slam dunk for him? Mm, I I personally think it's risky. It's always risky. When they need to pay guys like Vlad and Bo. I think, look, I think it's a slam dunk. Mm. I'll tell you why I think it's a slam dunk. Because, first of all, the Blue Jays, they kind of need to, I think get some kind of pop in their lineup and get some, I guess, profile. This is a franchise that sort of, since the two World Series years, haven't really been back for anything meaningful. So this is was a this was a pick that had to happen. You got a guy you can insert into the outfield straight away. Gold Glover has power. You need someone in there. Plus for Springer, it's a change of scenery. Getting away from the Rat tat tat of the garbage cans that are known as the Houston Astros. Yeah. So that we don't call them the Astros; we call them the Asterix. Yes. So I think it's a slam dunk for Toronto. I think they needed something to sort of lift the franchise, considering they're actually not going to be playing in Canada because of COVID rules. They're probably the going to be playing in Buffalo again. No, actually, they're going to be playing in, in from my understanding, in Florida. Again. So the spring training, where they stay, spring training, they're going to start their season there. All right. Because of COVID. I, that might be comfortable for them. Let me give you one. You ready? Yep. Just on the wire. Fernando Tatis Jr. 14 years. 14 years. 340, 340 million. million. My good No Lord. trade clause. 
Was that, that a, was that a slam dunk or a risk? Very bold, but I say it carries. It's more of a slam dunk than it is a risk, but it still presents some risk. That's the biggest term in baseball history. Just just above, um, I think it was Stanton's deal. Well, there's Gloria a few. Well, let's talk about well the history of that can be covered. There were some notable signings in the past. Albert Pujols was given a huge like a ten year contract. Mike Trout was given significant years. Um, you have... Because um, Trout's a generational talent. Right, but you also have, you know, you have in Philadelphia, you know, from taking... Well, I keep forgetting that guy's name. The big you know, swimmer. Harper. Bryce Harper got a huge contract for the yeah. Phillies. So, this is this is big. He's 22 years old. You know, is it's that... A, it's a... I think he could be... End up... When it's all said and done, I think he could be one of the faces of baseball. He's got he's got the personality to do it. He's great, and no unwritten rules aside. Shut up, Texas. Oh well, look. But, he's got he's got the money. It's just that like, can he stay healthy? He, he's only played a hundred odd games. You it's gotta, a you massive. Gotta, you gotta consider. It's a mass. That's why I find it a little bit risky. Seems early, but they want to lock him up. He was four years. He was still four years away. From any kind of free agency, I I, I think they could have just held on to him. There's sure. controllable years there. Of course. I don't know. It oh, seems well. like a big risk risk by Slam Diego. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not paying him. So the Padres are, and the Padres, you know, they already locked up Manny Machado for X amount of years, and now yep. they've locked up. And there's the more prospects on the way, which is ridiculous. Oh well. And then um, we have one more signing that I want to talk about. Rio Muto gets his money. Four years, one hundred and fifteen million. Now, Phillies, I told you that it was either him or the bullpen. You chose him, and now you're gonna have to deal with Brandon Workman and Hector Neris again. Have fun. Okay. All right. What's the next topic? We have my rant. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I said boy. it before. Uh-oh. The Houston Texans. Uh-oh. What are you doing? Okay. Your organization is a is a clown show. Uh-oh. It starts at the top. The old. The old Dodger in McNair in Bob McNair croaked because he said said the inmates are running the prison back in the day, rotten hell. Then you have oh Cal McNair running a clown show there as well. Why is Jack Easterby still here? Seriously, why is he still here? He's made questionable move after questionable move. How much time are you gonna give this guy? Why is he still here? Bill O'Brien, you tried to poach Nick Casario from the Patriots when he was still under contract. You ended up with egg on, egg on your face. And you go and get Bill O'Brien. And he decides to trade Jadeveon Clowney for scraps. And then he tr- trades Deshaun, uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins for basically nothing. That became the meme of last season. And for David Johnson, who hasn't looked too bad, but like... Besides the point. That's besides the point. You go and replace Hopkins with Randall Cobb and who? Like Brandon Cooks? You spent more money than you spent as much money as if if you were to give Hopkins a contract and brought in someone like Melvin Gordon. But it doesn't even end there. You keep you promote him to permanent GM and he's run his ego is running Carte Blanche, 
in two positions. He's failing downwards and upwards. I don't want to hear these media types saying, oh, Bill O'Brien, the GM, got Bill O'Brien, the coach, fired, or vice versa. No, he was just a terrible GM and coach. His tactics were terrible. He just wanted to justify, he was more interested in justifying a trade than actually winning football games. Fired after a 4-0 start with, with J.J. Watt leading leading a revolt. And Watt never bitches. That's how you know it's bad. And then you have the coup de grace. He finally gets fired, but the damage is already done. You have wasted Deshaun Watson, who's probably going to get traded soon, even though you're th saying, oh, we're not going to trade him. You're going to trade him soon enough because he'll sit out. Watt's going to get traded. You wasted Jadev. Well, Watts you, is waived, by the way. So let's he's been waived. He's well, gone. Well, he's gone. Jadeveon Clowney you traded for a third-round pick. Hopkins you traded for literally nothing. You had no leverage in negotiations with Laramie Tuntle. He And he bent the organization over backwards and reaped the rewards of quarterback money. What have you done? You have taken a... A very promising team with a promising defense, a, pro a borderline generational quarterback, a borderline generational receiver, and one of the best offensive weapons we've seen in J.J. Watt, and defensive blown weapons. De defensive weapons we've seen it's in, too in, much, folks. It can't in J.J. Watt, and blown it all to bits. What have you done? You... So I'm going to stop him here. So in fairness to the Texans, we salute you. And that, I believe, is the conclusion of our weekly show. Keep listening. If you have any comments, we'll, we'll, feel free to add them in. We'll, we'll keep it going. We'll see you all next week when we'll probably have more news on the NBA and where Drummond's heading. We'll see you then. Take care. See you all.